Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Two Smoking Microphones podcast, the podcast where two random nerds try to sit down and write their own Doctor Who movie within a set amount of time. Um, my name's Connor. My name's Harry. Hello. But do we have Hello. do we have a set amount of time? Yeah, I no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I just I mean, no fair play. Out. I mean, it, it gives us a, you know, um gives in us a, some in, pressure. In a non-specific in a non-specific amount of time would have sounded better to be fair, but I don't know why I said what I said. It doesn't matter. I think uh, we're to, here. I think you need to stick with what you said, man. You know, have the I don't have the balls and the confidence to stay with what you what you put. I don't stick with anything. Um, Strong. Let's. Uh, even this podcast didn't stick to what it used to be. No, it's taken a bit of a turn, isn't it? Yeah. Today we're not even writing a Doctor Who movie. No, joking. We're gonna be. We're gonna be talking about what we said we would talk about, which is we're gonna figure out. Uh, in response to Bryony's question. Yep. Um. And she also commented on our post on the uh, on on the Facebook page. I, I saw, saw. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, everybody comes here to be abused. Yes, everyone. You, you, you need you... to expect it. It's not just me anymore, pal. All right. You. This is what you signed up for. Exactly. Please <laughs> share with your friends so more people can come and be verbally abused. Yeah, I don't think I. I didn't. I didn't really abuse anyone. I just. I don't even remember what I said. Doesn't matter. Can I be um, honest? Don't remember, and it was literally two days ago. <laughs> I was about that what you were about to say. Can I be honest? Don't remember, and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Right, let's um, let's get on with this because um, Ho- Hollywood want us to get this film written by the end of the day. We actually, you know, yeah, we've got we've got like Spielberg actually had a Zoom call with us last night, and he was like, "Yo, guys, I just want to say." This idea is fucking brilliant, and I really want you to develop it. And we were like, Spielberg, please get off our backs. We need time. I don't need your pressure. All right, go focus on your West Side. I don't know. Go focus on your West Side Story remake. All right. I mean, he's finished it. It's coming out soon. Well, right. Yeah, it comes out in December, I think. Great. Seeing Bond. Seeing Bond this week. I think I'm seeing it. I think I saw it. We've already both seen it by the time this episode's out. Oh, shit, yeah. Saw Bond this week. Yeah, so, it was shit. can't believe he just had so much time to die. I've saw so many positive reviews for it so far, and then I saw, like, one negative, and I was like, that's probably the only right review, because everyone, everyone always overreacts when they get, like, early screenings of shit. Yeah... I'll be, like yeah, I'll be. and then if there's that if there's that one person who's been to an early screening and they're willing to make a bad review because if you like most of the time I think Tomska's touched on this is that like if you're going to like early screenings of films you feel like you have to praise it otherwise you won't you might you're worried you might not get invited to another early screening oh yeah of course and I mean you know we've had that that kind of we've we've been to a few early screenings in that experience kind of thing um just to not to not to brag everyone but we went to the european premiere of rogue one. Oh yeah we also went two days before it came out in uh came out officially but it was still officially, still premiere still premier. yeah no yeah no yeah um, and obviously an we, we went to um the press night somehow for fast and furious 8 mm-hmm. that was weird and I, I think i do understand that respect like you do have those kind of experiences where you go and you do come out feeling like you need to um, be quite positive doesn't necessarily mean you are but you feel you feel you feel going into it and coming out of it as well that you need to be a bit more positive yeah. than usual because of what it is I think it's different comparing uh, comparing it to our like our experiences because I'm talking more about like influences and stuff yeah 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 because yeah. 
because they're on a platform where people are actually giving them lots of attention, uh, those companies are looking for them to give the film positive press. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, the person I did see uh, is actually a film critic. So it's like, oh, okay, they're allowed to... Because they'll get to free screenings no matter what because they're a film critic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they could be as harsh as they want and truthful. And that's what I like. I didn't read any of the actual reviews. I just saw that it was a bad review. Yeah, I've just seen... Or a negative review. The general consensus I've seen was he's good in it and the the action's good, good direction. But I've not, I've not yeah. really looked at too many. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in blind i think and just oh yeah i'm not i'm not looking at any review specifically i'm just yeah just wanting to go and see it well i mean i don't care but i'll see it <laughs> yeah i think it's one of those you know, i was talking to my talking to my friend about it and it's like i think a lot of people just kind of see it because of what it is and because of the kind of whole delays around it and covid and all this stuff but and if none of this had happened a lot of people just go see it just purely because it's bond like and this is his last one, even though the last one was his last one, but this one's now his last one. Fucking who fucking knows? Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're not writing a Bond film. That's series four. <laughs> After we write a Star Wars film in series three. I don't think we'll be able to write a Bond film just because. I don't know. Yeah, I don't we just Sorry, we just have to make him a complete sexist pig. Yeah, which he is. Yeah, exactly. At least in. You know, I think the modern Bond is a little bit less of that. He's more of just a psychopath and a murderer. But yeah, true. Yeah, this one he's more of a psychopath and murderer. Sean Connery and like um, Roger Moore and all those guys are just, just, just terrible. Yeah, he's just a terrible bloke, isn't he? Yep. Um. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, let's let's go back to Doctor (laughs) Who. What I like to talk about. Do we? Yeah. Let's um. Let's figure out. I guess. Why the doc? What's going on with the doctor? The doctor writing his name down. I mean, not his name. Did you? I didn't know that. I saw it recently posted by Dan Slot. You know, he's a comic book writer. Yeah, he done a lot of does he's a lot a... of Spider Man comics, right? Yeah, uh, he he has done Spider Man. Um, he's doing Fantastic Four at the moment, I think. Oh, nice. Um, he he's a big Doctor Who fan. Yeah, he's a huge Doctor Who fan. And he was. He tweeted something out about how, like, the Doctor's name has been revealed in the show in the past, in Classic Who. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what it is, yeah. Yeah, could you... It was, you if you know what it is off the top of your head. It's, well, it, there's a point in Classic Who, and also, it, I can't remember where it appears in New Who. Whovians pointed it out to me. But um, there's a point in Classic Who where it's revealed that his name is Fata Sigma. Yeah. And it was also, it was also in... Weirdly, I think New Who was it was in a Doctor Who annual for like Matt Smith's first year when Stephen Moffat took over. It was like it was just on a random page in an annual, and no, mm-hmm. only a few people picked up on it, but it's never really spoken of. Um, yeah, but yeah, I always assumed that his name was Fate, or an incarnation of his name is Fate Sigma, um, which is quite interesting to be fair. Yeah. Like, I like the idea of it, he does just have a name and it is just something dumb <laughs> yeah exactly and i mean you know they have a name sorry question just you know answers, answers the question of the show our version is going to be called um jack no well, i mean i was assuming if we're using any human names it would just be john smith oh yeah true yeah john smith yeah john smith oh, yeah we need to leave like hints to something like Fate or Sigma in there. If we were making it for officially, like an Easter egg would be like you can you can see the symbols for Fate or Sigma on the back in the background or something. Yeah, my question is, I was thinking about this uh, uh, yesterday actually. 
when I was growing up, I always kind of, I had this little booklet. This is related. <coughs> I had a booklet, or a scrapbook almost, of my very own custom TARDIS. And like, it's all individual floors. And I had like, I, I drew something like 20 to 30 floors. It was obviously an infinite amount of floors. Um, what would What would you, for this one, right? Yeah. Would you want a cons a, a main console room that's like the one before, or if you could design your own kind of console room, right? What would you, what kind of inspiration would you take? I don't know. I always like the more clean, like modern designs rather than the messy, weird designs. Yeah, I like like me personally. I always quite liked the end of um the end of. 11s and 12s kind of look the kind of more mechanical TARDIS look and then I but I do like Matt Smith's very first console and the kind of magicalness of it but um, I think I'd go yeah I think I'd go more like 12s era that's very representative of classic as well and it's quite more clean and yeah. quite because it, it you know it does what it's there to do it's a time machine it's a it's a it's a machine yeah I mean the like the 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 nine and ten design is obviously like iconic at this point. Oh yeah, of course, and I I love um, I love them just as equally, obviously, but and that's like the that's like the one that I like remember the most. Yeah, but I do really like yeah, like you said, like the end of eleven, like twelve's design. Yeah, there's just um, there's just something about it, and there's something as well like, and this is nothing against Jodie's Doctor. I've always I've always been out to say I like. Jodie's Doctor, I like Doctor 13. I don't like that TARDIS at all. I don't mind it. Like, I'm looking at a picture of it now, but it's a bit... It's grown on me as the series have gone on, but I remember in that in her, in her first series, I just wasn't a fan of it. It was just, I don't know what it was. It was just a bit too... I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> yeah. I don't mind it. I'm looking at it now, and it's just like, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, that was it. it there was nothing... Like the things like with Matt Smith's very first TARDIS, it was it was magical. And with when he when he got to twelve's TARDIS, it was very reminiscent of Classic Who. Um, oh, I I I I hated Matt Smith's first TARDIS interior. It was too messy. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't like that. I was like, oh my god, what's going on? That's fair. That's fair. I, I wouldn't say hate. That's a very strong word. But yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan. Wasn't the biggest fan. Yeah. No. I remember that in. Um, the Angels Take Manhattan series where Amy and Rory last episode. Um, yeah. There's a shot where Amy and the Doctor are trying to get to Rory and Riversong in New York. And there's mm. there's like a panel of that magical TARDIS that's, that's kind of been like webbed over. It's like a really weird look. Because originally when they changed it for the snowmen and going into Peter Capaldi's, it wasn't going to be that. They were going to keep Matt Smith's original TARDIS for its full tenure, and then when he regenerated, it was going to change into what Peter Capaldi had. Um, and that magical wall was okay. going to link to the um, journey in the se- to the centre of the TARDIS episode. Okay. Just a little little fact for you. Fair enough. I was like, why? Because they did, obviously, they changed Matt Smith's interior design, didn't they? Yeah, I think it was just because, like, new companion... Uh, well, yeah, anniversary it year, came, yeah, yeah, anniversary year, kind of a bit of a fresh start, I guess. So how would I? How um, does our I, doctor? I don't. I was. I don't think the interior of the TARDIS matters too much in this in the script. We, I think it's just going to be a yeah, main console in the middle, and I like the look. 
the little like you know tube or whatever you want to call it that goes all the way into the ceiling oh yeah yeah you gotta keep that yeah I mean, they haven't all had that. Like looking at the classic designs, obviously, it was just a little like light box on top of it. Yeah, a lot. A lot of the classic who was was built in there and just came out a little bit. But I like the kind of. And the TARDIS looks so bare. It looks like it is just like in a closet or something. Yeah, I like I like the kind of the tube going into the ceiling look. But how do yeah, we? How do, okay, so how do we think? How should we say? What do we think about the Doctor losing the TARDIS? Where do we think? Because obviously, like we said, this is this is post regeneration. It's quite is quite um soon in for us when you know because obviously this is our own version none none of series two to four and the specials have happened yeah um no nothing i think well what we're, we're what we're saying is this doctor's had a life where it doesn't matter if it's it doesn't have to be connected to anything that's happened in the show yes 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 we don't need to we we want this to be the kind of film where you don't need to know any of that you can come happened. onto this film to the point fresh to the point where we're writing, we are writing, and we keep saying, "Oh, it's basically it's David Tennant Doctor," but we're just choosing that as a placeholder. Absolutely anybody could be the Doctor in this oh, film. Yeah, we could get to the when we get to the actual writing stage, you know, and we, you know, we do a description of the Doctor. We might completely change our minds. At the moment, we're choosing the Tenth Doctor because for us, that's the easiest way to write and make notes and plan this. But yeah, we could mm-hmm. when we go to our first page with the Doctor on on the script and we do a description, we might come out with a description that is nothing like David Tennant's Doctor at all. Yeah. Um, um, but what I was going to say is that, yeah, we want it to be post-regeneration. I don't know if we want to explain too much about why, what caused him to regenerate. I th- like, we don't get that with um, with Christopher Eccleston, obviously. When he shows up, it's just, oh, he's just a new Doctor and he's kind of experiencing himself for the first time as well. Yeah, I don't think we should... Ex- yeah, I think it should be something... It, it, I mean, the, the the usual kind of likelihood would be that it was it's like the he's come out of a form of battle, and that's why he would have lost the TARDIS. But then, yeah, was it that he regenerated as he lost the TARDIS, or did he regenerate? You know, came to Earth, something happened when he was on Earth, and that's when he lost the TARDIS. I think that's what we've got to kind of pinpoint. Oh yeah, this it's. It's a it's a hard th- it is we have kind of made it a little bit difficult for ourselves in the sense that we've had something that we're gonna we're starting this story with something that we have to somehow explain something that's happened already without just explaining it or showing it. Yeah, I mean, like, the the thing is, we can figure it out completely, and then it could be a flashback when the yeah, doctor's remembering him, 100%. like because we're having that the doctor's obviously he's got some form of amnesia. What if well, what, from the regeneration? What if we say the time war aspect that was from the show is something we have in our film, but we use that as the kind of that's what he's just come out of, that's what he's just regenerated from, hmm. and then you could have that all in kind of one. So when he has this flashback to you know, the time war, it explains Gallifrey, explains that he's the last of his kind, and then it can also explain somehow how he loses the TARDIS. Like, it could all be kind of wrapped in one to do with that, maybe? If that makes sense? Maybe, I know what you mean. Um, I was also going to say, how, in respective to this current Doctor, how long ago or how recent do we want the time war to have been? Because we are addressing the time war itself in this story. So, I mean, to have the Doctor have just come from the time war to basically having to go back into it for this story, kind of. Not not literally, but you know what I mean. 
Yeah, well, should we... I think Because this story is obviously about... This is about Davros wanting to change it. And it could... I could... That's why I'm saying it could even be a thing where... Because of, we could say it's we could say it's because of the amnesia, or we could say it's because it was also so long ago for the Doctor at this point. The time war is something that he's moved on from. So for it to be coming back into his life, it's like I know it's not really addressed in the original Star Wars um, as anything more than a, fr- a throwaway comment. But like you know how they talk about the Clone Wars, and yeah. it's like what's that? We don't know what that is. That's just something that's been mentioned. We might never know what that is. Obviously, we already knew because we weren't born in 1970s to watch the original Star Wars when it came out. Of course. Um, but, like, there were people, obviously, who would have been like, what's the Clone Wars? Like, I kind of maybe have that kind of mystery. Well, we, we wouldn't because the do- at this point, we don't. the Doctor won't mention the Time War. The Time War is brought up by fu- uh, future Davros. Yeah, well... Because the answer to that, there could be two. There can be two routes we can go with this, right? It's either a route of, it's quite, you know, he he came out of the time war. He was still himself. He lived his life for a bit, like you said. And he ends up, and something happens to make him forget. But it, it's quite a bit in his past. Or yeah. we go a route of whatever happened in the time war when he regenerated caused the amnesia. But he's been living on Earth for quite a while. So it's still been quite a while since the Time War, but but whatever happened in it, he's had amnesia like the whole time. If that makes sense. What's the um the what's the thing called that he uses to uh, rewrite his biology? It's the um, uh, chameleon arch. Is that what it's called? Something like that. Yeah. I knew it was chameleon something with the with the fucking, fob, with the fob watch. Yeah, yeah. I was. Is there some way? to have that in there maybe it's something that's like the doctor is so turned off by what he did that he's erased it from his own memory or locked it away maybe maybe what if what if because then we could have something like when he's when they're stranded or when the doctor's stranded he is literally he's got the fob watch because he's drawn to it when he's back in the tardis but obviously the tardis rejects him what if um what if... So it could be something like that, and then once he opens the fob watch, then we could just have a flashback sequence. Like this doesn't have to be a fucking like ten out of ten movie. This can be like oh, it's a stupid uh, flashback sequence for exposition. Yeah, of course. But it it would work because it's like you know, it's Doctor Who. Well, what if um, what if the Doctor going from that? What if the Doctor turned himself? Well, what what if the Doctor's plan was to turn himself human and send the TARDIS away himself? Because of something to do with the Time War and 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 Davros, which is what because Davros obviously we've established that Davros needs the TARDIS to to change an element of the Time War to, to kind of um, yeah he needs to, to go get, back in time to get parts that he needs to change the Time War right. What if yeah we explain in this flashback that the Doctor figured this out and the only way to kind of stop this from happening was to send the TARDIS away somewhere in any point of space and time and obviously ended up in fucking earth modern day earth yeah and he tries to make himself human so therefore you know he they can't get to him but when he was doing that something went wrong and caused him instead of turning him human to human it gives him amnesia and made him regenerate and sends him off to earth itself or something goes wrong in the time i don't know we can figure that out later. Like it can kind of all link that way, maybe. So then, when we do explain it, it does have a link to 
the villain's yeah. plan. Yeah, and no, I mean that, that that does make sense, and um, a little bit. It then it's a matter of then we have to figure out, you know, that what was going on for the Doctor to feel like oh, I'm just going to send the TARDIS away rather than trying. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like we need something quite drastic for the Doctor to do this. It could just be, it could actually be the Time War is like affected him so badly that he's just tried to just distance himself yeah it could be just something that he's he's kind of scarred and horrified by what he saw yeah Um, i I maybe um i was gonna say not the not the whole maybe turned himself into a human specifically like it it doesn't really do that anyway does it doesn't it just it just kind of it rewrites his biology to appear as human okay because i say i mean oh i mean so for example he wouldn't have the two hearts like yeah stuff like that yeah he only ends up having, which is yeah. why it hurts so much when he does it. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, just remembering that sequence of him going, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, just him screaming profusely. Yeah. Um, okay, I mean that that could work. It's a good, and it brings in some good lore as well, like the chameleon arch thing. Um, yeah, because obviously he's going to go back and learn about, you know, to try and kickstart his memory he's going to try and learn about all these things and that could be a good way of us not only teaching the doctor kind of reminding him but it's it can be a quite easy way for us to briefly explain the lore that these new audience members just need to know for the sake of this plot yeah yeah hmm i think it, it all that stuff kind of does work um it's just a matter of, yeah, figuring out how we explain it properly. Um, yeah. And I don't want to be like, oh, let's just leave it for the for the flashback bit where we can, you know, future us can deal with it. No, we should kind of think about it a little bit better. But I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it, I think it works. As, as much as I, like, don't want the idea of him being, oh, he's tried to, he's done this, turned himself human, like, deliberately kind of thing. It, it's what works without, you know, because we're trying to write this obviously in the confines of a film rather than a series, so we haven't got as yeah. much time to explain everything. And it could, um, it could be, it could be like because obviously Davros will, or Davros, Davros will have one side of the story, and the Doctor will have the other side of the story. So it can be, you know, when there's when 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 Davros is talking to Davros, he can explain little bits and pieces of his part of the story, and then as the Doctor learns his, he, he explains other bits, and then towards the end of the film you would then get the kind of full flashback because you're of, yeah. of what actually happened and then that can help influence the kind of final act maybe we'd need to we'd need um, to go back and discuss like discuss in an yeah. in another episode exactly why he did what he did what we need to also think about what davros exactly needs and how he's going to change the time war but obviously that's oh yeah that's another episode but well we figured out the well, the, the way he's been currently trying to change the time war is by ter- ta- is by going back and visiting himself to you know that paradox idea we've had yeah. like it's he's gone back in time to say to himself you should do this instead kind of thing and he's kind of tried to make it seem like it was all the time lords fault in the first place yeah because that's what that's what we said about davros is that um he's gonna convince his past self that the reason why he's like that is because of the time lords. the time lords yeah yeah not because of himself <laughs> yeah because um, it, it can be it can be that the doctor discovers this he's completely tired he's worn out from this war that's gone on for for fucking god knows how long and he doesn't know what to do is at his wits end he's lost kind of all hope so he goes right i'm sending the tardis away uh on like you know, on a 
whatever he, one of the commands he has in his console. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I can't remember what it's called. He's got it in blink. Well, I think it'd be a matter of the, him and the TARDIS, like, uh, like he when he does it to himself, he has it set for the TARDIS to land him somewhere, like, to land them somewhere. And the TARDIS is obviously in the same time as he is. Yeah. He, he, or you could, or you could say the TARDIS has been there longer, and obviously because it's the TARDIS, because also at this time we're saying the TARDIS has still got its chameleon circuit working. Yeah, because you can say that's how it can all go wrong. He sets it on the TARDIS so that when he turns himself human it will drop him off them off at the same kind of time and place but yeah all that but then you can say it goes wrong something explodes in the TARDIS I don't know it causes him to regenerate gives him the amnesia and it sends him off and it sends the TARDIS off to the same place but in different times um hence why the TARDIS is there a lot longer than he is and he's he knows he's not human he knows he's, he's you know he's an alien but he doesn't know what's just happened and where it is mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Isn't isn't uh, I just want to just just touch on this while with while we're writing our own Doctor Who movie. Isn't part of the actual Doctor Who movie that like obviously he regenerates at the beginning and he then thinks he's human? Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. It is, yeah. I just realized. I don't want I just don't want I want to make sure I uh, have you seen all of that film. I have, but like not in over okay, I want to make sure we don't No, I've not seen it in over 10 years, 10 to 12 years. I know, like the master's the villain in that, right? Is it the master? Yes. Or some form of something to do with the master. It's not actually him or something like that. It's like his spirit or some shit. Yeah, because it starts with <laughs> with Sylvester McCoy's doctor. I just got in the TARDIS. He lands somewhere in the seventies, uh, yeah. and he, he he exits the TARDIS, and a group, a gang of boys just shoot him, and he regenerates. Yeah. I've seen the, the beginning. Go, yeah, the regeneration yeah. goes wrong, and he thinks he's human for like twenty five minutes. Yeah. Um weird but yeah i think that obviously this is doing it differently we're going we're doing a bit more of the wacky doctor who stuff obviously oh, yeah, that of film course. i imagine wasn't very wacky <laughs> yeah i don't really remember that film at all um yeah okay um well part of what i was going to say actually I had a good idea is um we're still going to have this idea about the doctors obviously he's been basically living a life of the tardis has written him into or something like that yeah, the, the the chameleon arch has written him into. Um, so he's living this, not a simulation, obviously, because it's real. It's happening to him, but like he's just going about it. He thinks he's this, uh, yeah, I guess I guess tutor on a university course, a history course, because it's very apt. Yep. Um, and they're on this trip, obviously, to this museum of some regard. Um. I was gonna suggest the the uh, the fob watches in the museum. Okay, as some sort of like ancient thing that they ha- can't quite explain, and you know how the British love to take everything and put it in museums. Of course, is what we're best at. Um, so you got that. So that could be where the Doctor gets it back, and he like at the time he doesn't just it's just a fob watch to him, obviously. Yeah, because I was gonna say like like he's living this life. Well, the companion finds it, and the like so, somehow it get the doctor gets. I don't know. Well, yeah. it could you know be, what I mean? It could like, just be yeah. It could just be she finds it. Something's wrong. Like there's a there's a broken part of the museum they're trying to fix. She finds it on the floor, and he's a bit like you. Sh- you shouldn't have that. Give that to me, and I'll find someone to give it back to. Because um, <laughs> it can also it can also explain pocket, that pockets it. <laughs> yeah, because he can also explain that when he's walking around and like a tour guide will say something, and we said in the first episode he'll correct them. He won't know why that's going on. He'll correct them and be like, "But how do you know that?" And he's like, uh, "Fucking, I don't know, like just yeah, I know. skill." Yeah, I guess that scene we've come up with. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and then as it goes on, he realised this Fobos kind of calls out to him. Yeah. Uh, I was almost I almost had like this idea of like I don't know how we'd write this in there specifically, but you know we're gonna have the doctor and uh the companion go into this um restricted area of some sort and that's where the TARDIS is. Yeah. I I was gonna think like, is there a way we could get them into we're gonna if we if we go with the idea of Dave Ross is the curator of the museum. Yep. If we somehow get the doctor or the companion or both into his office and they find the fob watch in there because like Davros has given it to Dave Ross. Yeah, yeah. Like as like this is this you need this is very important, you should keep hold of this. Don't like let anyone take it. He doesn't tell him what it is, obviously. Of course. He's like, this will come in handy at some point. Like Davros knows what it is. Davros is like, ooh, ooh, this helps us. If the doctor's not actually around, the TARDIS is like here for the taking. Yeah, exactly. But they, yeah, can't get, they can't get into it because, you know, the TARDIS is smart. It's a smart fucker. Um, and it could be a matter of like the companions in the office or something like that and like they're about to get caught and they just put it in their pocket. Yes. Yes. I like that. Just because you know it's like that panic move of like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And then as they get to know the tube they can be like oh look I've I found this I don't, I'm not really sure what to do with it I don't really know why I took it but you know yeah. I feel, it feels like I should tell you and he's like oh and as soon as he touches it he can be like you know, you know how in like the family of blood, whenever someone touched the fob watch, they got like yeah. a memory of it. Yeah, I was, I was actually also going to say maybe it's like yeah, when the doctor gets it, he gets like a a brief moment where he kind of becomes. That's why I was going to say it's maybe different to how it actually is in the in the series. Yeah, and he gets like a brief moment where he like becomes himself again, and that's when he's like my TARDIS, and like the, the runs off, and the companions like what you what, what's what's going on, you know? Yeah, and when they catch up to him, he's like why'd you run off, and he's like oh uh. Uh, I don't know, but I just I have a feeling. Well, no, I was going to say this would be the this would be the plot point that gets him inside the TARDIS, gets them both inside the TARDIS, and makes the TARDIS panic. Oh yeah, Th- this isn't just him running off and then being like, "What? Well, that was weird." This is like an actual plot point. This is like, "Oh shit!" This get this is a this is a this is a turning point. Shit, son. Like this is a turning point. This is what gets him in back into the TARDIS, and it's like, but he's not. At that time, he's not actually like the Doctor. He's still this human version. Yeah. So you could have the TARDIS being like, and and because he's regenerated, the TARDIS could have a panic attack. You know, and be like, but the TARDIS, who are you? The TARDIS get, <laughs> tries to get rid of him, but it also puts him in a place where he can learn about who he really is. Yeah. And won't let then the back... TARDIS would obviously, the TARDIS would obviously throw them back in time, lock like throw them out and lock them out. Yeah. Um. There is also the matter of we need to get them both a vortex manipulator somehow. But that can be to do with when they're thrown back in time somewhere or forward in time. No, but the point was we were going to have them lo- like trapped in the 1950s yeah. and then the companion was going to get away from the Doctor by using the vortex manipulator and then get trapped in the future. Hmm. And then the Doctor has to figure out who they are to get, get to the companion. So it could be a matter of Davros and Dave Ross have been trying to build a vortex manipulator that it's... doesn't work very well because because obviously we've had that Davros b- travels via using his um emergency, emergency temporal, temporal shift. shift yeah and we could have that like oh he's we I think we I don't know if we actually said it but we could have that he's like burned out its last use or something like that yeah but it could be something as simple as you know. Davros can actually say, "I got this off a rogue time agent." Like, it doesn't have to be explained that well. It can just be, "Oh, yeah." Do you know what I mean? He could, he could, uh, he could come up with one and be like, "I, I killed a time agent that took this." 
Um, yeah, I'm trying to think like how do we get how do we get yeah I'm trying to actually think how do we get a vortex manipulator into the story? But if it's in Davros's hands, why hasn't he used it yet? Because he's got a time machine, basically. Then yeah, no, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, is like, yeah, yeah, but then yeah. it, then it's like, why does he then need the TARDIS? So it could be a matter of the vortex manipulator hasn't got any charge left in it either, and it needs the TARDIS. If it's in, like, if you like, you could say like, oh, as soon as I take it inside the TARDIS, it recharges because of all the time energy or some shit. It's either that, or it's like it's not strong enough to get back into the time war. It can take him on a short distance, or it can take him, you know, from one point on the planet he's on to the other. But it's not strong enough to actually physically put him back maybe, in this time war. But the TARDIS is maybe, maybe. But the member of the point uh, we're using the vortex manipulator to take the companion to a future where Davros has won. That's true. Well, then what if you? What if you? It might have to be something that will be introduced a secondary character that gives the compa- where the companion meets. They're not in the yeah. film for very long. But the the companion ends up taking this or getting this vortex manipulator from this secondary character in the nineteen fifties. <laughs> but then it's like, who's this character with a time machine in the nineteen fifties? Well, no, but, uh, obviously it would be a secondary character, a time agent of some sort that they that they happen to come across. It can be of just a second act character, or you know, we might end up developing them, developing it to that they become quite a big character. But uh, you know, Maybe. that could be a way. Of. Is is there any logic in the point I said about um, they Davros and Davros have the vortex manipulator, but there's no charge left in it, and it, they need to get inside the TARDIS to give it power. And once, like as soon as it's inside the TARDIS, for example, it manages to recharge. Is there any credence to that? I mean, you know, it, there could be, but then again, it like, would be it would be how would our companion get it? stealing it from his office oh yeah 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 i mean what i know if, that makes if, i no, mean if, we could have that our companions are kleptomaniac <laughs> what if we have the companion steals the fob watch and the vortex manipulator from the office right but only gives the fob watch to the doctor keeps the vortex manipulator to themselves as a kind yeah. of just to be safe they go in the tardis um the tardis freaks out sends them somewhere but when they walk out of the TARDIS, our companion realises that, you know, or even while they're in the TARDIS, it's all going tonto balmy. The Doctor's trying to f- figure it out where the hell's going on. The companion notices that the, the Vortex player's kind of come alive a bit more, still keeps it to themselves. So then when something happens for them to split up, they can use it that way. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm also, I'm trying to figure out how the companion uses it then, because the companion has to use it by accident or something, because they're not going to know what it is. Um, it could be, yeah, it could be something just as silly as, you know, they're off in a quite a, quite a bad way, and they just look in and just, like, press a couple of buttons, and it just transports yeah. them somewhere, and they're like, what the fuck did I just do? It, it's also the point of, I want the Doctor to be in the scene when they use it. Like, I don't want it to be like they've split up and the companion uses it, because then the Doctor doesn't know the companion's taking themselves to the future. They could have an argument of some sort, yeah. and in the argument, mm. the, the companion pulls it out and say, look, I didn't even give you this, I didn't I didn't fully trust you, and he's like, or, he's like, you should give that or, to me, and they're like, I don't even know what it is, and it's just starts clicking some buttons, see, and she's like, they're like, see, it doesn't even do anything, but as they say that, they press a button, it sends them somewhere, and he's like, oh, yeah. fuck. Or, or could we have that it happens in an like let's say it's an action scene then like not an action you know you know not like a fight scene or anything but like when 
let's say the companion and the doctor get into uh get into the office somehow or wherever and they've got the fob watch yeah yep the companion has the fob watch at this point yes just the companion the doctor doesn't know about it of course um because they get caught or something like that and then dave ross is like oh you're just the man i've been wanting to see he knows this is we could say he knows this is the doctor yep Davros and the doctor's like, him. I have no idea what you what you're on about. Like, yeah, he's like, well, he knows he's a time lord. He doesn't necessarily recall him. Like, he could call him the, the like doctor or something like that. We maybe he knows his, maybe he calls him by his real name. Who knows? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> uh, but like, the doctor's like, I don't I have a fucking clue what you're on about. And um, this is when Dave Ross is like, I need you to help me with this. And he pulls out the vortex manipulator. Yes. And the doctor's like. And then you could have a matter of just being like the uh, Dave Ross could could turn around and uh, you know it's one of those villain scenes where he's just like, oh I know I already know your friend here has the fob watch, yeah. It's... And then the doctor's like, what, what? I don't know what you're on about. And then the companion pulls it out, and then the doctor gets like <laughs> the flash, like a bit of a flash of like memory maybe just for being in its presence. Yep. Like I feel like that happens a little bit with um, like Yana. Yes, in that it does. Story, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um. Like he's just getting, he just well, when words are said to him, like you know when he's get when he keeps hearing regeneration, 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 <laughs> um, you know things like that, um, and maybe that like leads the doctor to take the the fob watch from the companion, and like then that's when we get the whole it's a, the doctor being the doctor moment. Yep, yep, um, and you know just you know when he's like when he just becomes himself, like sort of like you know how in, um whatever the second episode of the fa- the family of blood arc is called it is family is the second episode of family of blood it's like human nature and family of blood yeah yeah um you know when he's like in the ship and he's being like oh i'm all clumsy because i'm a stupid human it's like well actually i'm not <laughs> you know that kind of thing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. where he just uh, he just drops into his different into a completely different personality like not completely different like he's still relatively the same but more yeah i get you and then there's some elaborate shenanigans and the doctor gets the vortex manipulator and takes, takes the companion and just says run <laughs> yeah because it can be that the the companion causes a distraction maybe maybe the companion gets him to run the companion kind of sees an opportunity for a distraction does it tells the doctor to run and the doctor just grabs the vortex manipulator and takes it with them and they just run and they end up in the tardis yeah I think well, I think it should be the doctor telling him to run because it's like it's calling back uh, to like you know Rose and stuff like yes, that. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and also because the doctor knows where he's running to, the companion doesn't know where they're running to. Okay, the doctor yeah, knows makes to more get to the yeah, TARDIS. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um, and that's how they've got then the Vortex manipulator and the Fob Watch and the TARDIS. But then the TARDIS obviously has its moment, and he's like, the Doctor's like maybe. I mean, at that point, you, uh, I was going to say, could you have from that moment on, he's kind of still in his Doctor personality? Or then you could have, like, it. Dry, I don't know, it comes and goes, maybe. Like, he has the fob watch and it comes and goes. And, like, the, the companion's like, what is going on? I'm so lost. Yeah, the, companion, the companion's getting really frustrated. And the, that, can, yeah. that can be the, the companion's just, like, look when they're wherever they are in the 1950s. The companion's looking at the vortex manipulator and, like, turns to the and just goes, it doesn't even do anything. I don't understand what it is. And he's like, neither do I, but it's best not to touch it let's just let's just let's try and find out more information first and yeah. the companion's are like oh come on it doesn't do anything and as they press a button and well, say yeah. that they get they well, get sent off yeah well i think um i don't know i like the idea of maybe in a brief 
because you know we were saying like when the doctor in the museum explains what this the thing is you know and he's like oh i didn't know i knew that we could have a moment where they're trying to looking at the vortex meat plate being like what the hell is this thing and the doctor just reels off what it is okay yeah and the companion is like oh, okay so could this get us back to like the present could this get us back to my time and the doctor's like well it could but i can't just leave this here yeah the tardis um i'm pointing at my wardrobe and saying this <laughs> i love that though dedication um He's like, I can't, yeah, because I can imagine they're just standing outside of the, it's a blue box at this point because it's tried to blend in. Yeah. And we don't know at this time that the chameleon circuit is broken. No. Uh, we'll find that out when it gets to wherever it goes next. Um, but we could then have that, like, yeah, then this is when, because we could have, we've had, we, we have to have at, the, at this point have had a conversation about the time war and that could be in the Dave Ross scene. We could even have Davros is in that scene. Yeah, that could be the exposition. Like he, Davros comes out of the shadows like, hello, I'm here. Um, hello, and And then that's when we get the whole, the companion being like, you've got to explain to me what's going on. The doctor's like, kind of, I don't clear, I don't really know myself. And the companion's getting a bit frustrated. And, you know, you would, you're like, you're out of your, your own time. You're in this situation that you can't control. You're going to you, have a panic attack. You already felt like a fish out of war in, the, in, in your day-to-day life. And now the person that you, yeah. you're trying to trust you feel like isn't telling um, you everything. And then you could have that, that this is when they get into the argument, the companion gets so panicked that they're just like, I just want to go home and just uses the vortex manipulator. Ends up... And Doctor's like, no! Ends up, yeah, ends up in a time where, <laughs> you know, Davros wins, and now yeah. the Doctor needs to learn about this watch, become who he once was, so that he can get in the TARDIS and find them. Yep. Fuck, we've cut, co- we've done, we've covered quite a fucking lot. Yep, and now I've got to try and write it all down. Uh, okay, so the companion and the doctor somehow get into Dave, Dave's office, and the companion Big acquires the fob watch. Uh, Dave comes in and is like, "Ah, just the man I want to see, Doctor." Uh, there's like an interrogation conversation scene. Dave Ross has the vortex manipulator and he knows the companion has the fob watch. Doctor hasn't got a clue. Bits and pieces. Bits and pieces come back when seeing the fob watch and then with mention of the time war and the reveal of Davros. <gasps> uh, I was the gonna... doctor becomes the doctor for a moment. Manages to get himself and the companion away out of that situation the tide is like fuck you man with the vortex manipulator um and into the tardis and and he you could say he tries to use the console and then that's when the tardis is like what are you doing yeah can you fucking leave me alone so and the tardis has a panic attack. 
and goes mad. TARDIS they is not a fan. Trapped in the 1950s because of police box. Uh, brackets. And then we get the scene when the companion and the doctor have a bit of an argument. Bit of a balmy, innit? And the, the companion is clearly also having a panic attack. And the doctor is kind of in and out of himself. So he he is sure and isn't sure of what's going on. Going on and he doesn't know. Stop it. Does it stop it? No, if he can explain it all. The companion just wants to go home. Just wants a moment of fucking peace. Uses the vortex manipulator to accidentally take themselves to the future. The future where Davros has won. And if you want to know what happens, and then we would, oh. then we would cut back to the Doctor just going shit with with the fob watch and the TARDIS, and he would have a scene where he figures everything out and probably has a big old flashback. If this was a TV series, the bit where she gets sent to the future and he's like, oh fuck, that would be the cliffhanger ending. Oh yeah, without a doubt. You could probably work this into a series kind of idea, but it, yeah. it works better as a film. Yeah. Or like a, an arc, more than anything. Not a series, maybe, but like an arc. And if you want to know what happens next, you could have to tune in next time! No, I'm joking. I mean... Yeah, basically, we're not going to write any more of the scene today. But yeah, that's that's a big mo- that's a big part of the film. We've 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 kind of like no, yeah, in we no didn't form, quite... we've we've done quite a lot for the first act at least. Oh yeah, most of yeah most of all of this is first act stuff anyway. We haven't quite explained you know why the Doctor was really, really separated from the TARDIS other than he used the Chameleon Arch. But I think <laughs> to be fair, I think to do that we need to go away and think of some ideas of of how. A, how he finds out what Davros was doing, what he was doing. Um, um, do you know what I mean? We need to kind of go away and kind of think about that kind of aspect to then come back and properly note that down. Yeah. But the thing is, our best work is when we go off in a tangent, and we went off in a tangent and kind of really solidified something we were going to be struggling on, and now we've kind of got more of a kind of root. Yeah. Um. It is, yeah. I'm still trying to think of like we. It could be as simple as something that's like um, Davros is like you've you've del- like it, yeah. It is a matter of Davros has been wanting the TARDIS for a uh, week, not a while, but like he's been ever since the time where all he's been doing is chasing the Doctor. The Doctor was like, "I've had enough. I just want peace." 
Yeah, the Doctor's just like, fuck it, me. It could be a matter of, we don't explain it yet. We'll explain it like in a later scene, like once the Doctor already knows who he is and he's interrogating both Davros. Yeah, exactly. And, could... Well, not interrogating, but he's like come to a like blows with Davros and Davros, and this is where he's kind of just like, look, I, I, I had enough of it. We The, the Time War was awful for everybody involved. Because like... obviously, and I know we're not, we're not we're not using the show but obviously don't forget the um in the show that in the time war it wasn't just the daleks that ended up being terrible things it was the time lords ended no the time yeah no because that could be that could be what the doctors the doctor's just so tired you know he was the only one trying to make peace of it maybe and it's a matter then you could also have it as a matter of like the doctor has to learn he can't run away from his past yeah, 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 yeah. The Doctor, because as the do- obviously as our character goes on this journey, the Doctor goes on his own journey and realizes, I need to, I need to confront my past in order to kind of move on, and I can't just, I, you know, the Doctor's a character where he he chose to run away and he ran away for the rest of his life, but maybe we're taking the stance of, the Doctor realizes he can't run away anymore. He needs to actually make mm-hmm. a stand. It's like he needs to, in, basically in this sense, it's like he needs to interrogate, he needs to confront Davros at this, because he's like, I can't just keep running away from you and stopping you from getting the TARDIS, we need to settle this. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it could be, it like I think it could end up being like, you know, that we know with the Doctor's office, Doctor Who's known for having a lot of good emotional scenes. It's a moment where the Doctor's like, full on, like, I can't keep doing this, I can't keep living the time war over and over again. Yeah. Like I've just, I just want to be done with it, and that's why I did what I did. I want to put the past behind me and fully move on now, not just run away from my problems. Yeah, and obviously this story is also ending with an idea of like, whatever happens now, time has changed. Yeah. Like not for the Doctor because he's lived it already. Like I know it's a, it's a weird thing. It's, it is a paradox, obviously. It is, and very it is kind of like creating. Yeah. And it's kind of like creating a parallel timeline, essentially. But then that's what the Doctor, um, the Doctor always has to live with, the endless paradoxes. And that could be something that he yeah. has to kind of contemplate at the end of the film and then going forward if, ever, if we ever write another yeah. one, you know. He... Because, I mean, the idea, I mean, in the end we're going to kind of, oh, it's not really going to be too much of a change. But the idea is just like, in this moment, the Doctor's got to choose, like, well, not choose, but he's like, if I don't do anything, Davros is going to convince his past self to do this thing, which is going to change the time war. Yeah, like we don't know how we might still it might still go exactly the way it's going it's meant to, but it will be different for that Davros than it was for me and this Davros kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is very weird, and it does open up a lot. Of, it will, it would, it would have a lot of questions. But we would answer that question with a simple thing, which I actually thought about. Uh, I said it as a joke before, but like I thought about, and the simple thing is that this current, the present Davros, the one who hasn't had the time war yet. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, we had a joke scene where it's like, oh, it's an end credit scene. He goes where he's in a lab, and it's like, oh, he's just started creating the Daleks. <coughs> yeah, I think it's a matter of the Doctor and or the Doctor drops him back off at Scaro, like he's like in the present timeline, like Scaro's normal at this point, and he's just the Davros. This young Davros is just like, I've just been for a weird, really weird experience. I didn't. That was so strange. And the Doctor's like, yeah, you know, whatever happens next is up to you yeah this is your choice like i can't i can't stop you from i doing can't what do anything doing, now yeah. i can't stop you from doing what you're gonna do i can't tell you what you should do next because time's already messed up enough as it is 
and then the doctor leaves but then we have it that davros goes into his lab or something like that and he's already before he where he left to go to earth he had already started work on the daleks yeah yeah yeah, yeah so you yeah. could and then then an explanation for this time travel paradox thing could be this always happened davros was always visited by his future self yeah that's an explanation for it it's like this was always supposed to happen Shit. like the doctor that this this present davros is going to fight in the time war will also have to go through the same thing yeah this is a fixed point in time yeah fuck so the end and it wouldn't be the end of the film it would be the end of the, the moment when he drops davros off like davros goes back into his lab settles takes his jacket off sits back on his chair turns on a light or something like that and turns around in this chair and then you just see like there's tubes of like what the Daleks look like when they're inside the casing. Yeah. Or the Khaleds, um, as they're obviously as they're actually known. <laughs> um, and it's like, oh, okay, Davros is already doing it. Like, and then that's what you, the audience like, oh, okay, I get it. And then the end scene would then be the Doctor dropping the companion off home. Shit, son. I told you, I'm a good writer. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think you just kind of cracked it. I thought about that when I just when I mentioned it to Kyle, like when I mentioned the idea of like what we were doing with Davros, and then I mentioned the whole joke about Davros changes it and accidentally creates a Cyberman instead. But like, <laughs> yeah, but no, um, that I think that's that's the answer to the whole paradox changing time thing is that it's not changing time. Nothing's changed. This was always supposed to happen this way. Yeah, I love that. It's good, isn't it? Damn, son. I also should write that down so I don't forget it. Yeah, maybe quickly um, write that now. Davros is is always visited by his future self. Yeah. But but come on. Davros is so stubborn, he won't listen to anybody. <laughs> Pretty much. He won't listen to anybody, <laughs> and he knows he knows best. Um, and he was already working on the 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 Daleks. So, in the end, everything happens for a reason. For a reason that happens the way it was to post to yeah all the talk of changing history and changing time and the paradox stuff means nothing but then we're left with the doctor's left with this kind of he doesn't know now yeah he doesn't know what's going to happen going forward but then it's, that's and it's it's a very weird thing and it is the kind of thing where it would maybe spurn into like oh you'd have to maybe a, a sequel would address it if it was the tv show it would definitely address like whatever happens in this thing the doctor would think oh or it might not i think it's one of those things where the doctor now has to live with something he thinks he's he doesn't know like because it won't affect him because you could even explain that he could explain to the companion like i don't know what this does it doesn't change what happens in my past yeah, but, but that that'd be a very interesting place to leave him in this film as well. Because who's to say we yeah. won't ever come back to it? We might come back to it in another and, series and pick it and up. And it's a matter of the doctor would the doctor would end up saying to the companion or something. I don't know. This could change your future. This could change Davros's future for sure. But it won't ever change what's happened to me. Yeah, 
I think that'd be a very, like, very interesting place to leave that character as well. And it's like, yeah, basically, and it is kind of like that whole, oh, is it? I don't know if it's ever been talked about in Doctor Who, like the possibility of create creating branching timelines. Not, not that I remember. And I feel like that could even be something the Doctor says. He could be like, I don't know, without the Time Lords, things could be very different. Yeah, things aren't being monitored as closely. He can't monitor everything. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, he, it's not like he's like, <laughs> he goes and becomes he who remains. Yeah. <laughs> he goes and becomes Kang. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, I like, I like that. I think we did very good work today. I think we've really, I think we've done really well. We've, we figured out some big points for this film. Yeah. Um, specifically the ending. We know the, how it's going to end. <laughs> Like, I... there's going to be some sort of battle or something. There's going to be, like, oh, the Doctor running there's from There's going to be a big Daleks third act, to... yeah. And have to do is, like, there's gonna be... there are going to be, like, different kinds of Daleks. The Doctor's going to have to stop them or destroy them or something. Yeah. And that could even be a matter of, like, the Doctor's having to make the hard decision yet again, you know, to kill a bunch of Daleks or some shit. Yeah, to do something he's not proud of, which makes the companion yeah. not want to go with him. And obviously, we've got... We're going to have a second act where there's a future where Davros has won, so there's going to be action in that. Yep. But most, but then the final, the finale will happen in the present day, like, and then yeah, we it like, makes sense yeah, too. we don't know. I, yeah, I'm not sure specifically what's going to happen in those moments yet, like, but. But you know what? Considering all, I, the, I considering everything we've gone through in the space of an hour and the amount we've done, I think we're allowed to think about the final act a little bit more over the next week or so. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I think plenty of time. This is this is you know it's a series. This is a series of uh, podcast episodes, writing this film, planning this film, and yeah, yeah. I think made some progress. I think we've done. I think we've done pretty great work. To be fair, we've made nothing but progress. To be fair, like this is just this is actually going really well. (laughs) It's going really really well. Yeah, I'm proud of us. Well. Well done, I'm happy us. with that. I'm happy with that episode. I think that's actually been one of the most, the best episodes in terms of actual story stuff. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, we've really kind of nailed some shit down today. Like, last episode was very character heavy. The previous episode was also, like, very character heavy with villain stuff. And the first episode was just laying the groundwork. But this, proper story stuff happened today. Yeah, this was our first kind of proper story groundwork episode. Yep. And you know what? So, uh... We would. We would absolutely love to know what you think about what we've kind of discussed and kind of the the, the stepping stones we've set in place today. Um, for sure, for sure. So please, please, please get in touch. You can email us at the two smoker microphones pod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Rockspock and Two Smoker Microphones, on Twitter, Two Smoking Mics, or on Instagram, Two Smoking Microphones. Please get in touch. Let us know what you think about this kind of this story beats that we've kind of we've developed and you know we've got our kind of we've got a we've got a a goal to head towards now. So as we make notes and then story beats and then act structure and then writing the film, we know where we're heading towards, which is a pretty fucking big deal, I think. Um and we'd love to know we'd love to know what you think. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. But, absolutely um, hit us up on the socials let us know because this is we're loving bloody this. exciting yeah we're 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 having a bloody great time doing this so um, sometimes 
we we hit like a little point or something like that where we talk about this story and I'm like someone might there might be a chance that someone would listen to this and be like these guys should actually write something like and oh, give yeah. us a shot who knows it, it does genuinely it does genuinely excite me a little bit I I genuinely want to be a writer for like film and television like films harder I feel like I'd love to be in like a writer's room or something like that I'd love to just be able to throw ideas around with people like what we do, we we're doing yeah this is that's a... where I work best because I work best because I I when I can build off of something something else as somebody something somebody else has said like when you're on your own it's harder <laughs> yeah for sure but look this is this is so exciting for us and that's why we would love it if you share it as well please share the podcast with friends and family share it on Facebook you know we have a Facebook page even if you just you know if you're on Spotify or an Apple podcast you can, or the RSS feed you can just take that link you can post it on your Facebook or on your Twitter it's, as, it's genuinely as easy as that and we do really appreciate it um, like we said we we this is this current direction we're going in is really really exciting for us and we're just loving it um and we're happy along for the ride yeah what he said yeah you can also you can find us on our personal social medias as well connor if you what's yours find me on twitter at connor jordan underscore 96 and you can find me at the uh, at Harry Young Edits, and he said my old one then, uh, on Twitter mm-hmm. or thereviewlab.org. Um, that's where you can find us. But please do get in touch, share the podcast, let us know what you think. We will be back next week for another instalment. Um, we'll be back for part five, where we will do, we will do more note making and more development uh, on this Doctor Who movie, which is very, Absolutely. very exciting for us. Yarp, yarp, yarp. Um, but until then stay safe look after each other be well um, I'm buzzing after that fucking yeah that was good that was good that was a good little creative burst that I needed today yeah I really I really needed that and that's I go I go into these podcast episodes being like oh I've got to write I've got to come up with ideas and then it just flows so fucking well like... it really does right it just but the thing <laughs> is it's not like it's not like we're trying too hard it just happens Mate, I genuinely think this is the first time we've ever actually tried to sit down and write something together and it's gone well. <laughs> oh yeah, 100%. It's, it's going... Because we've tried we've tried so hard in the past to write things together and it's just, it's never quite happened. I think what's well of it as well is we're taking breaks in between. We're not just writing it all at once. We, we do, we, we don't stretch this out to two hours. We after, Oh yeah. After an hour we go, right, I think we've hit our stride. Let's pause and we'll come back to it. We're not We're not burning ourselves out on it. And we've not got the constraints of deadlines or anything either when it comes to like uni and stuff when we had to come up with ideas then. Yeah, like when we wrote Greed. Our, our own time and our own kind of speed, which is nice. <laughs> I still, I just, I don't care if this is on recording. Yeah. I still yeah, 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 find yeah. it hilarious the oh, time God. when we, 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 um, we let Harvey no, write Greed always... in the pitch. Hello. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Did you I thought you left. Oh no, my my Discord went very funny for a second. You went very bright, oh, okay. you went very then... crackly and then it stopped and I was like, "Oh, where's he gone?" Well, this we still haven't officially ended the episode, so this is technically all in the episode. But uh, did you hear what I said? I heard up to when we were writing and you like you you just started the story. Oh, okay. Um I'll repeat it for Harry's sake, but the listeners heard it. Um when we basically let Harvey write the plot for Greed in the pitch on his own. 
Oh yeah, no, yeah, we did, didn't we? Because <laughs> neither of us went into uni that day. That was so bad. <laughs> yeah, that was that was very bad on our part. Sorry, half. <laughs> I mean, we did try. We tried to write that film together over like Discord, well, not Discord at the time. It was Skype. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't fucking go well, did it? No, it went terribly. Um. Anyway, yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>